Ukraine is about as far away from the American consciousness as you could get after 100 days. What is front and center is the economy. So let's do three polls, okay? First one is Gallup. Democrats 28, Republicans 34. Look at that. Gallup skewing GOP. Question. How would you rate economic conditions in this country? Excellent one, good 13, only fair 39, poor 46. That is 14% of American people think the economy is okay. 85% think it's not. That's the end of Biden. That's it. All right, you can say abortion, you can say uh, guns, you can say Ukraine, you can say COVID. None of it comes close to this. Second poll. Um, this is Trafalgar. Um, I'm sorry, let's do another Gallup. Right now, do you think the economic conditions in a country as a whole are getting better or worse? Getting better 20, getting worse 77. Okay, so you see. This is Trafalgar, all right? Democrat 39, Republican 36. Okay. Which do you believe is the leading contributor to rising inflation, President Biden's policies, and spending 60% Russia's war with Ukraine 32? So Biden's getting the blame all around, as he should. (laughs) There's only one stat that matters. Only one. When Trump left office, inflation 1.4%. Now it's about 11%. When you add in everything, it's going higher. That's the only stat that matters. 1.4 to 11. Trump had COVID. Okay, Trump had supply line. We didn't have problems under Trump with the supply lines, did we? No. Since Buttigieg got in, not only can't you get stuff out of the ports under Buttigieg, but American Airlines, not that company, but airlines in general, the U.S. airline industry, is 13,000 pilots short. 13,000 pilots. You know, on WABC Radio today, Curtis Sliwa at noon, uh, and I was just driving in my car at the point, I didn't know he was going to say this, said, hey, you remember O'Reilly had that confrontation with JetBlue? Of course, everybody remembers. And I was like, oh, this O'Reilly, yeah. Oh. I was right. And that's what Sliwa said. He said he was absolutely right. JetBlue was lying to his face and everybody else couple of hundred people that are lying to him. And O'Reilly got a little miffed about it. And now they admit, all the U.S. airlines say, 13,000 pilots short. They can't get the planes up. Are they going to tell you that? No, you got to go to the airport and stand there and sit there for five hours. And maybe you'll get on and maybe you won't. So I was right. And I'm glad I did what I did. That was righteous indignation. And Hannity brought it up to to me. I said, look, he goes, you were beating up a guy. I said, no, that guy was lying to us. That's why I wailed on him. Okay. Um, So there's a survey. (laughs) Most people waste money. That's true. You know, I wasted a little bit, but when I wasted it, like, you know, I I just don't like wasting money. But a lot of people don't care. It's wasted. Buy whatever they want. And and, and now you have a lot less money. The average American home, as we reported on radio today, has $9,000 less 
than they had two years ago under Trump. Okay, nine grand because of higher oil prices and all of that. So this is by uh, the Lending Club Club Corporation. And it checked out people living paycheck to paycheck. And this is what they say. If you earn more than a quarter of a million dollars a year, 250,000, 36% live paycheck to paycheck. Probably because you bought a house that your mortgage payment is so intense that you don't have a lot left over. 200 to 250, 36%, 150 to 241%. 100,000, 150, 47% live paycheck to paycheck. That's half. 50 to 100, 64%, less than 50, 80% paycheck to paycheck. So if you get hurt and you don't have insurance or, or you get laid off or you're dead, you're screwed. All right? Because people, they just making it. And every week it gets worse on the inflation front. Every week more money sapped out because of the Biden administration. Every week. So, as I've said for about six months now, Biden's not going to run again. It doesn't matter what they say. He's not running again. It's impossible. When they get waxed in November, he loses to both houses. He's going to sit there. He's going to do nothing. His executive orders will be challenged in federal court. As soon as he writes them, he's done. So who's going to run on the Democratic side against Trump or whoever might be the GOP nominee? Well, Kamala Harris would be the person, usually. But a Politico uh, did a, uh, no, Los Angeles Times. Los Angeles Times analyzed the polls this month about Harris, and she has a 40% average approval rating, about 54% disapproval. That's almost as bad as Biden. Biden's down on the high 30s. Harris is at 40. Why? Because Kamala Harris comes off as a nitwit. Go. You know, when we talk about our children, I know for this group, we all believe that when we talk about the children of the community, they are a children of the community. That is especially true when it comes to the climate crisis, which is why we will work together and continue to work together to address these issues to tackle these challenges and to work together as we continue to work operating from the new norms, rules and agreements that we will convene to work together on to galvanize global action. We were all um, doing a tour of the library here and um, talking about the significance of the passage of time, right? The significance of the passage of time. So when you think about it, there is great significance to the passage of time in terms of what we need to do to lay these wires, what we need to do to create these jobs. And there is such great significance to the passage of time when we think about a day in the life of our children. Passage of time. Um, we talk about the children of the community. They are the children of the community. Now, throughout history, vice presidents have very rarely been nominated because of their achievements. It's not a meritocracy position, to be fair. They throw people in there for a variety of reasons. Andrew Jackson put Martin Van Buren in there simply because Van Buren kissed his butt. <laughs> That's all. 
Um, that's the only reason Van Buren was vice president under Andrew Jackson. I can go on and on and on, but you don't care. But Kamala Harris did not earn that position. It was not done on merit. It was done on skin color and gender. Everybody knows that. So now we have the passage of time. Uh, they are the children of the community. I mean, really, you want Kamala Harris going up against Putin? She? Is this who you want? No. Even the Democrats know that. There's nobody. They, they don't have anyone but Michelle Obama who's sitting there in her mansion, either in D.C., Nantucket, I mean Martha's Vineyard, or Hawaii. They're building a big new mansion in Hawaii, though by Obama's are. She could give the GOP a run, or Michelle, because people like her. But that's all. So that's where the Democratic Party is. So I get a lot of mail. Where's the Supreme Court leaker? Well, John Roberts, who is the chief justice, has ordered the court's chief marshal, Gail Curley, to lead the probe. And now Ms. Curley is getting the emails and all of the phones of all of the assistants in the Supreme Court, the clerks, and they're doing something. I can't predict if they'll find the person. And you got to figure the person's covering their tracks. U.S. Marshals, yeah, all right. I mean, okay. The FBI, I don't really trust the FBI anymore, do you? I'm sorry. That agency, boy, they need an overhaul. But anyway, they're looking for the leaker. All right, Sussman acquitted. Now what? This is the Durham investigation. There's no question the Hillary Clinton campaign concocted a Russian collusion narrative, sold it to the FBI, trying to derail Trump's candidacy and then his presidency. That happened. It's beyond any doubt that it happened. But the messenger, Sussman, was acquitted because the case wasn't airtight and the liberal jury in D.C. wanted a way to find a way to acquit him, just like the O.J. jury did in L.A. Same thing. That jury was looking for a reason to acquit Simpson. They were looking for a reason to acquit Sussman, and the testimony of the star witness was different, so there, it, there was the reason. Okay, there's another trial coming up. The guy's name is Igor Danchenko, a Russian who lives in the United States. Okay, now Danchenko was the guy who allegedly fabricated the so-called Steele dossier. All right, he's in the middle of that. Trump did this, Trump did that in Russia, blah, blah, blah. None of it was true. And Danchenko peddled it. So now he's going to be on trial in October. He's charged with five counts of lying to the FBI. He's pleaded not guilty. Who's paying Danchenko's law? That's the key to all of this, as I said yesterday. Who paid Sussman's bills? Who's behind it? I don't know if we'll ever know, but Durham should be able to get that. That's the key piece of information. So we'll watch it. October is the trial date. Tulsa, another shooting. All right. Not going to be any coverage on this because it's an African-American. African-American went into a hospital, killed four people. Um, the guy's name is Michael Lewis, 45 years old, uh, from Muskogee, Oklahoma. Uh, he had a back problem. 
He's Dr. Preston Phillips, another African-American, was not, in his opinion, Lewis's opinion, doing the right thing. Lewis went in and shot Dr. Phillips and three other people dead in the hospital. All right. He purchased a AR-15 rifle um, yesterday. So he bought the rifle in Oklahoma and then he took it right to the hospital and killed four people. So you're not going to see much coverage on that. Now, it's a white guy killing a black doctor everywhere. You know it. I know it. I have some gun stats for you. Now, this is interesting because there's a lot of lying going on all over the place about USA and guns. Now, we do have a big problem. If you don't think we do, then you believe what you want to believe. See, you're in the same category. There's a big problem with guns here. Huge. So in the 10-year period, 2010 to 20, all right, there were 400,000 Americans killed as a result of firearms. 400,000. Right, 244,000 suicide, 146 homicide, 5,500 legal intervention, which means some kind of beef with law enforcement. That's an astronomical number in a uh, country of 330 million, 400,000. Now, the reason we have that high number is because we've always had the right to bear arms in this country, and no other country has that built into their constitution. So when the far-left pinheads say, America, the other countries don't have that because they didn't need it. We did. We fought a revolution. And then we had foreign powers coming in here. And then we had Native American tribes clashing with the settlers. And then we had a huge wild apparatus where there were bears and lions, mountain lions and all that. So everybody had a gun. And it was built into the Constitution because founding fathers feared a military takeover or a coup d'etat and a dictator. So they said, no, we're going to let the folks arm themselves everywhere so that won't happen. So people could rise up armed. Do we all understand that history lesson? Because many people do not. Okay, so 400,000 over a 10-year period is a lot of dead people um, by firearms, by race. African-Americans, 101,000 killed in a 10-year period, more than 90,000 male. So you can see it's, it, this is a man problem. White, 248,000 killed, 240,000 of them white men. Asian Pacific Islander, Alaskan, Hispanic, Native American, 38,000 killed. And their numbers are far less, of course. Um, There are right now an estimated 400 million firearms circulating in the United States. So even a ban of anything is going to really matter. And then when you ban the black market for the AR, whatever you ban, goes crazy. Those guns will still be available. You have to pay for them. And the criminals will. They will. Nancy Pelosi know that. She doesn't care. Okay. Okay. Last year, 20 million guns purchased in the USA, and the year before, 23 million. People are afraid. They're afraid. And as I said, if you live in New York City, the climate of fear is, 
with 16 million people in the New York metropolitan area, you've got to regulate firearms. You have to. It's too many people. But if you're in Wyoming at a half million and you have all kinds of, you know, nature threats and things like that and, and law enforcement, it's you. You're not going to get protected. It's a reactive in Wyoming. They're good folks, but it's a huge rural area. You need protection. So you don't have the same laws in Wyoming as you do in New York City. That makes sense to everybody. Oy. So Pelosi says that she's going to introduce a ban of military-style assault weapons. She knows not going to pass. She knows the Republicans in the House are not going to do that. Knows it in the, in the Senate, I should say. Republicans in the House won't do it either, but there's more Democrats, so they can get it passed in the House. Never get passed in the Senate. And then she wants a nationwide red flag law. That's just stupid. Has to be done state by state. Again, the difference between Wyoming and New York. You've got to do it differently. States have to regulate that. So Pelosi knows she's not going to get this through, but then wants a campaign issue to blame the Republicans for any gun violence. I'm going to care whether the problem solved, because as I said, I'm not going to repeat it again. If you federalize all drug crimes, that will solve much of the problem. But Pelosi's never going to do that. Because too many minority citizens would be put in jail and prosecuted if the Congress did that. So they won't. If it was all whites and no minority factor at all, they'd pass that in a heartbeat. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the USA? With more than 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers. I have their trees and plants at my home, and they're fantastic. Have you had your fair share of landscaping woes and wasted weekends at crowded nurseries? Finding fast-growing trees will be like stumbling upon a hidden treasure, believe me. With fast-growing trees, it's different. From fruit trees to houseplants, they have it all delivered right to your doorstep. Plus, their plant experts are always available for advice. And here's the best part. This spring, they have up to half off on select plants. And my audience can get a extra 15% off by using promo code Bill at checkout. So please go to fastgrowingtrees.com. Use promo code Bill at checkout. Okay. Um, so... I'm not expecting any kind of government action that's going to make any difference in this horrible, horrible climate of violence in the United States. I hope I'm wrong. So this is unbelievable. So even in the face of the kids being shot dead in Texas and all of this other, California passes a bill, SB 1273. Okay. Now it awaits a vote by the Assembly. All right, so the state Senate passed it. Assembly has to pass it. Newsom will sign it. The bill says that school officials will no longer have to report students to law enforcement if they expel a metallic projectile, such as a BB or a pellet, if they use a marker gun, a razor blade, or a box cutter to threaten people in school. 
They don't have to be reported, according to this bill. Why? Because kids, this is according to the bill's sponsor, Stephen Bradford, quote, kids should feel comfortable and not traumatized at school. So it's okay then for a kid to have a box cutter and threaten to carve up another kid's face. Right, Senator Bradford? And you don't report the box cutter kid to the police. You just wait until he gets an AR and mows down the whole class. Right, Senator? You idiot. You fool. And this is California, the largest state in the union. You think they want to protect children? No, they don't. They don't. Oh, geez. And I know, I guarantee you, watching me on TV, listening to me on the radio, you will not hear that story reported anywhere. Okay, last week was a very bad week for Nancy Pelosi. Her husband, 82-year-old Paul Pelosi, arrested, uh, DUI, Napa Valley, California. Uh, There was an accident. He uh, is charged, $5,000 bail. He's out. The guy's a very wealthy man. Um, I'm not going to say any more about it. I don't know about it. But um, that was an arrest. Now, that comes on the heels, as you know. And again, I hope you read my column on this. It's posted on BillOReilly.com about uh, Archbishop Cordelone in San Francisco telling Nancy Pelosi, don't approach for communion because you are not eligible to receive it. That is a huge embarrassment. For Mrs. Pelosi, who makes a fairly big deal out of being a a Catholic. So uh, after uh, the archbishop sanctioned her, here's what the speaker said. So let's just say that, uh, you know, I wonder about death penalty, which I am opposed to. Mm. So is the church, but they take no action against people who may not share their view. That's just dumb. Okay, so in the last 10 years, there have been 7,500,000 abortions, at least in the United States. 7,500,000 in 10 years. Okay, this is according to the CDC. Death penalty executions, 341. So this woman, who is not intellectually capable of doing anything, in my opinion, she and President Biden are, you know, Confederates in ignorance. She actually making a comparison between the death penalty and abortion. It's, it's just mind boggling. And I don't know of any Catholics who are promoting the death penalty. But yeah, we need more death penalty. Who's doing that? No one. Yet Nancy Pelosi go, yeah, we need more abortions. We got to make it easier. If Nancy Pelosi would do one thing, she wouldn't be sanctioned by the Catholic Church. Said, so, look, we'd like to uh, have a bill that says adoptions will be subsidized by the federal government alongside abortion. Has Nancy Pelosi done that? No. She has not. So Cordelione did the right thing. But he took hell for doing it. Pardon the pun. The worst San Francisco, I was out there in California. San Francisco Chronicle and L.A. Times were hysterical about it. They were melting down about it. And MSNBC put this guy on. Roll the tape. 
If it was not political, then the archbishop would be barring people from getting communion who are in support of the death penalty, for example, or who refuse uh, to protect our environment, or uh, who refuse to provide baby formula for uh, kids uh, who are having trouble uh, getting it. That's just insane. Insane. Baby formula? <laughs> and I'm showing you this because the reporters they're not reporters. Uh, 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 yeah death penalty abortion yeah yeah that's a moral equivalency it's staggering that guy by the way is an ordained minister in the united church of christ at pacific university <laughs> all right uh now to pope now nah, get serious so i'm a catholic you know that but I'm now not a Catholic for the sake of this segment. Though I'm not a Catholic, I'm a journalist. So Pope Francis uh, appoints a number of cardinals, one of whom is Bishop Robert McElroy of San Diego. Now McElroy is a very liberal guy who says that abortion is being singled out to the detriment of other evils, and he will not sanction anyone who promotes or even has an abortion, McElroy. That's as liberal as you get in the Catholic Church. You don't get more liberal than that. Francis appoints them a cardinal, but not Cordleone, the conservative archbishop, who is, you know, in much, he's a much higher level cleric. Now, what does that tell you? It tells you that Pope Francis is a leftist. And again, I'm not speaking as a Catholic. I'm speaking as a journalist. And he is. He's a Jesuit liberation theology guy from South America. He doesn't believe that the church should publicly sanction anyone who promotes abortion. He doesn't believe it. Now, what does that do to the... It weakens the church because the church life is the essential issue. So Pope Francis is infallible on theology. This isn't theology. This is politics. But most people don't understand that. They don't understand with the Pope's theology. If Pope Francis said something like that theologically, like abortion's not a sin, which he hasn't. Francis said abortion's a grave sin. But if he did say abortion's not a sin, he'd be a heretic because that's theology. But in politics, he puts forth uh, no, no, no sanctions. Just so you know what's happening. Uh, we are the fastest expanding independent news organization in the world. Uh, and there is a reason for that. Um, not just me. Uh, I am just the messenger. But the message is that we will cover the news fearlessly uh, and do stories nobody else will do. And the Talking Points memo this evening is a demonstration of that. It is on race and crime. So there is racism in the um, criminal justice system, but not the way you think, not the way you think, not the way it's been portrayed. The racism is that the criminal justice system will not combat crime in the poor black neighborhoods as they do in the affluent white neighborhoods. There's a huge difference in enforcement 
in what happens, in reporting, in everything. It's not police brutality, although that happens, but not a lot, according to the stats. It's looking away. And Chicago is the best example. So this astronomical murder rate there is concentrated in the black neighborhoods. And the mayor is black. But and I think the police chief is black there, too. But they don't do anything to stop the carnage. They say they do, but they don't. And the white governor, Pritzker, could have moved the National Guard in there years ago, refuses to do it. They're afraid to do it. They're afraid that they'll be branded by someone as anti-black, so they ignore it. That is the crux of the matter. Now, let me back it up with some stats. So, in America, about 33% of all violent crime victims are African-American, according to the Heritage Foundation, and I believe that stat is true. might even be higher, because some victims don't report. So, 33% of all people hurt by criminals are black. African-Americans make up 13% of the entire American population. So you can see it's double. The victimization is double. Murderers in the USA, 54% are black. Convicted murderers, 54% on a 13% population. That's according to the FBI. I mean, way out of whack. Now, poverty drives it, yes, there's no doubt about that. But the media, the corrupt corporate media, will not report any of this. However, should a white person, as we saw in Buffalo, shoot blacks, kill blacks, page one, everything is identified, it's uh, whites against blacks. Okay, so that those are, that's the truth. Let me give you two very interesting cases. So after Uvalde in Texas, become a huge story because 19 children were murdered. I mean, my God. And that is a stain upon the United States forever. Forever. Okay. Well, a couple of days later in Chattanooga, Tennessee, six minors, six children were shot in uh, downtown Chattanooga, 100 Walnut Street. Two of the children may die. They're in very, very critical condition, said Chattanooga Mayor Tim Kelly. Okay, at least two individuals were seen by police shooting at the kids. Now, I don't know who the kids are, but I do know that all of the people involved are black. But there are no reports about that, okay? So authorities would not release information on the backgrounds of victims or assailants. And then we called up the Chattanooga cops, Sergeant Jeremy Ames. Okay. And they're not going to tell us if the victims were black, white, Asian, African-American. They're not going to do it. Why? Why not? So afraid. Oklahoma. Okay. This happened Sunday, May 29th. One dead, seven injured, a mass shooting. A 26-year-old African-American named Skylar Buckner opened fire at a family-oriented festival, killing a 39-year-old African-American woman, injuring seven other unidentified individuals. They're all black. Okay, so uh, what was this all about? And you still today cannot get 
the police, uh, we called them, and uh, DA Larry Edwards, Muskogee County, said, I don't want to get into that about the ethnicity of the victims. Why not? Why not, Larry? What's holding you back here? What's holding you back is that you're afraid. Because the pressure groups, the race hustlers, if you start to single out skin color in either the criminal act or the victimization, they brand you a racist. But it is racist, as I said, not to deal with the problem, which is more intense in the African-American communities. And it's not even close. But it'll never be dealt with because it doesn't fit into the liberal narrative, which is white people oppress blacks. That's the left's narrative. Whites oppress blacks, not blacks kill each other, not African-American men commit more hate crimes against Asians and others and any other group. Doesn't fit the narrative. So you're not going to get it. They won't say anything about it. Chattanooga and and Oklahoma, they're bad situations. Did you hear anything about them? Did you? Yeah, it's just more black people shooting each other. We're not going to cover it. We're not going to cover it. That is racism. When I was a local reporter in New York, there were shootings all over the place in the city. But if they were minority shootings, very rarely did the station cover it. But if somebody in an affluent suburb got whacked, yeah, the live trucks are out there. What do you think that is? What do you think that is? In order to solve the violence problem in America, which includes Valdi and everything else, Chicago, New York, L.A., you have to pinpoint the problems, why it's happening. And I write in, on BillOReilly.com, and if you care to read it, you'll see parenting, Okay, that's number one, parenting. Almost every murderer in this country, terrible parents, or no father. Um, It just, it, it pains me. It pains me to be in a country where the media is this corrupt, where they're afraid of everything. Any, if it goes against the liberal narrative, not going to be reported. Not at all. Canada. So Trudeau, this guy, he's a little dictator, this guy. Remember the Charlie Chaplin movie, The Little Dictator, where he mocked Adolf? Well, this is Trudeau, this is the little dictator. So now he says that in Canada, you can't. Uh, sell, transfer, or import any handguns. If you have handguns already, you can keep them. Roll tape. We need only look south of the border to know that if we do not take action firmly and rapidly, it gets worse and worse and more difficult to counter. That's why as of this moment, or as of the passage of this legislation, it will be illegal to buy, sell, import, or transfer handguns in this country. There you go. Now, do the majority of Canadians want that? I don't know. It'll pass because Ottawa, the capital of Canada, very liberal, 
and the House of Commons, which got a vote on it, very liberal. Majority of Canadians, I would have put this up for a vote, a national vote in Canada. Right? Isn't that democracy, Justin? Justin, I don't care about democracy. Okay, John Hinckley. So have you read Killing Reagan? And I hope you did. If not, I hope you will. You know that Ronald Reagan was almost killed by this man on June 15th, 1981. All right? So he assassinated, attempted to assassinate President Reagan. I go all through it. It's a good book. But this close, Reagan was to death. And it affected him deeply in how he ran the country and ultimately how he died, that assassination attempt. So now Hinckley's getting out. He was found not guilty by reason of insanity in 1982, put in an institution. 2016, judge let him out to live with his mother. His mother died last year. So now Hinckley is going to be released. He's 67 years old. They say he's not a threat to uh, society any longer. All right. Um, Would I have let him out? No. His crime was so heinous, and I don't, the shrinks can say whatever they want. I wouldn't put him in prison, but I put him in a supervised institution for the insane. What I would do. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD or text GOLD to 65532. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk about insanity. Let's go to San Francisco. So next week, Tuesday, the district attorney, Chesa Bodine, is going to be recalled. That means people will vote on whether to kick him out of office. I think he will be kicked out. Why? Very simple. Chesa Bodine, the district attorney of San Francisco, does not, will not enforce the law. And the city has collapsed. Tourism down 80 percent, something like that. Okay, nobody wants to go there. 
and the people who live there, who are trapped there, they're subjected to unbelievable street crime. Unbelievable. Because of Chesa. So even in San Francisco, I think they're going to boot him. But listen to this. The wife of Netflix CEO Reed Hastings, Patty Quillen, has donated about $130,000 to keep Chessa in office. What is the matter with you, lady? What is going on? Do you not have eyes? Can you not see the deterioration of your city? It's unbelievable. Soros also uh, involved, I think, in a roundabout way um, to keep this guy in. And listen to this. There's another guy in, in, in uh, California, Gasson. Same thing, DA won't enforce the law. He's going to be recalled, too, I believe. That petition is circulating. Well, uh, Patty donated money to him, and so did Steven Spielberg, the director. So these people want this unbelievable crime wave and public menace in their cities. Because Spielberg, he lives in Big Estate. They don't have to worry about it. He's got security everywhere. I assume Patty does too with Reed Hastings being her husband. But the regular folks who have to walk their kids to school and watch people shoot up drugs. No, no, no. We don't care about them. Anyway, I am praying, literally, that Bodine gets booted on Tuesday. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply So here is the final thought of the day. Um, I'm in a bank, okay, and I'm uh, trying to set up the urchins for their summer employment. They want direct deposits. When I, I got paid in cash at Carvel, and when I painted houses, I love that. Um, but now it's direct. So I'm in, I'm in there, and it's a good bank. It's local. I, I do everything local here. And, and the lady, very efficient, said to me, after we finish, she goes, can we save this country? And I, I got to tell you, when I was in California, 15 people walk up to me and said, can we save the country? And the answer is yes. So 
we're going through a down cycle here. And if you trace a country from George Washington all the way up to Joe Biden, it's like this, a roller coaster, like this, okay? Boom, boom, boom. But what hasn't changed is American um, grit. That's such a true grit. Most of us still have it. Now, the ideological loons on both sides, you got to take them out of the equation. Okay, but most working people are really solid. Got to get rid of Joe Biden. He's got to go. I mean, he's a, right now the second worst president ever. It's him and Herbert Hoover, but Buchanan will always be the worst. But he's like this. And he's not going to get any better. But the midterms will neuter him. And then the campaign will start and we'll get a replacement. That's how I see it. Stay strong. We'll see you tomorrow, and we really appreciate you watching and listening to the No Spin News.